Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 40. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Today, my friends, we're going to be talking about Mockingjay, chapters 14 and 15 together. Yes, we will. And you know what I just realized, Stephanie? What's that? I just realized that I have not yet opened my Kindle app to show me my highlights. Although I do have them here now. So cool. we're on 14 and 15. Did I just say that? I think you did. Or did I say 15 and 16? I have no idea. Anyway, my friends, we are here back now. We're here back. We're here back here at this moment. Here In back. time, we're presently going to present to you our thoughts and overviews on chapter 14 and 15, regardless of what I may or may not have said at the opening of the show. Correct. All right. Before we get into chapter 14, I, I want to highlight some interesting news that we have as far as confirmations about right. the movie franchise. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So first off, we have confirmation of the dates of Catching Fire. Right. That, that will be November of 2013. Okay. So that... When is, wait, so Catching Fire, we have to wait until November, not of this year? Of next year. Of next year? Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. No. Nope. That is nope. a long time away. Yes, it is. And we also have confirmation that Mockingjay is going to be the movie that is split up into two books, kind of taking, a, a, I guess, a, a step from, or a, a step out of the playbook of Harry Potter and uh, the Twilight Saga, taking that final book, splitting it into two movies. Um, Mockingjay Part 1 is going to be In, November of 2014. Right. And Mockingjay Part 2 is... November of 2015. So it seems that... And they're at like, they're, they're like Catching Fire is November um, 22nd. So they're all right there at the, the, like the Thanksgiving okay. holiday weekend kind of release dates yeah that's good i i I like a good thanksgiving movie megan says um when i read this to her yesterday our daughter megan says i know what i'm doing for my birthday for the next four years because twilight comes out this thanksgiving and then the hunger games the next three and so do you think that that's why they're putting catching fire off until next year um no i think that it was um jennifer lawrence's schedule you think so that held them up a bit ah Interesting. That and they didn't want to start production on Catching Fire until they knew if the Hunger Games was going to be a success or not. Uh huh. So all of those things put together. What well, was certainly a success? I think Hunger Games. I I believe I've heard some people say that Hunger Games is now available on like pay per view. Really, it is. It I've, is. I've heard because we saw that the kids wanted to get it when we were at Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. And uh, it's not quite out on the red box yet. Nope. So, but that'll be coming soon. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing Hunger Games for a third time. Me too. I think that would be great. But um, I think we're going to see that on the home screen. Yes. So. Most definitely. Anyway. Last time we looked, it was still 
at what we call the cheap movies which is what like a three dollar ticket yeah three or four dollar ticket it's yeah. it's pretty inexpensive so. and i think it's even cheaper if you go on a tuesday it is cheaper on a tuesday so so anyway. um but yeah some good confirmations on on um dates and then there's a cast member. there's a cast member um plutarch heavensby has been cast um as uh or has been cast with um philip seymour hoffman so that will be whoever that guy is. That will be a good. I think that if you saw him in, you showed me a picture. In, I know, but I think that if you saw him in a movie, that you would know him. Like well, you mentioned some Mission Impossible movie, and I think he played and the I bad said, guy. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think I played the bad guy yeah. and and stuff like that. But I don't recall ever had seeing right. seeing have seeing him before right. in any other movies. So. I don't know that I've seen a lot of his movies, but I know who he is. Mm-hmm. So um, he won an Oscar uh, in, I don't know, oh, five, six? A couple years ago. For what? For a while. For, um, is it uh, Capote? Is that how you said? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a mob, isn't never- it? I don't know. Um, I honestly, I can't say that I know. Um, Dave DeFore is in our chat room. We're recording yes. this episode live. We right are. Now. This the is this first the first time, time we, yeah, first time for a podcast for a Hunger Games podcast. But uh, pretty cool. He was on Death of a Salesman on Broadway. Now I have I've read that play. I would love to actually see a play of the Death of a Salesman. Anyway, let's uh, get on into our coverage of Chapter Fourteen. Let's our, do our thoughts on this. District Two is a large district, so basically we we left off Chapter Thirteen. She's like, okay, I can't go to the Capitol. Well, we have to go, and to I the can't dist- stay here, and I can't stay here. So send me to District Two. Let's get this mess cleaned up. Is what she's thinking. I need to be busy. Yeah, that, that's exactly what she's thinking. The only problem is, is that there's this issue with a certain mountain that is at the center of the district, and it's virtually impenetrable, and it houses the heart of the capital's military. Now, you know, why doesn't the capital house the military in the capital? You know, that anyway. well, because that would be inconveniencing their citizens ah okay right like the citizens of the capital don't have anything to do with and and here's the thing it seems to me like the their military is not made up of any capital citizens except for the rare occasion of people who have been caught you know stealing or right or being punished or something like that right yeah so I, I do kind of. Anyway, they call this thing the nut, which I think is. Well, a, they, right. They nickname. Um, actually, Katniss. Um, she nicknames it the n- nut. Yeah. Because it's a tough nut to crack. Right. Which District I think Plutarch is, says. Yeah. So and, and Plutarch, you're saying is the he's the game maker. He is that the game they maker. Brought over from the capital to kind of uh, to help the, the rebellion. Quarter, um, right. He's the game maker who did the quarter quell. He's the one who said, hey, look at my fancy watch. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Just making sure I got all this together. You do. All right. So basically by the standards of the other districts, we learned that District 2 has kind of been, they take it easier on District 2. They kind of, they're not as harsh. They're better fed. So in District Two, getting those people to rebel is more difficult and, in District yeah. Two than the other districts, and mm-hmm. I think probably strategically uh, planned out that way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So what else you got? So 
let me actually get back to my there we go i got distracted by work i'm sorry what were you oh are you checking your email i was not checking my email <laughs> i was however checking yours no nice. i was i was waiting for the paypal log ah and so when we're done recording all i have to do is print it off and go finish i've been like your accounting I don't work know, like seven weeks behind on accounting work all right okay um so she's been in the district for she's two weeks been in the district for two weeks um they're moving her around a lot um and where am i i got it i arrived two weeks ago okay um so capital um uh, district two is the only one did you say this already that the it's now the only district left yeah that's still I don't in know the if I actually said pocket, so to speak. Yeah, did you the, say those words? I didn't like, say those okay. words. I, I just said that they've kind of taken it easy on them. And okay, and but no, now every reasons. other district, every other district has now rebelled. Okay, except for District Two. Right, and and the and there are two things going against the rebellion. Number one, the impenetrable mountain known as the Nut, and also the fact that the District Two residents have not been as poorly treated as as the other right. districts. And so, so basically, they're just kind of. They're just kind of out here in in villages and um, in in the rebel villages, and I already said that they're relocating her often so that um, so that she can't be found. And none of this is highlighted, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they're they're letting her hunt, but she's not allowed to go too far away, and she has to have a guard. and And so basically, she is just um, starting to heal. She's starting to physically feel better from being strangled. From being strangled by PETA, and with that physical strength returning, her mind is clearing, and that makes the uh, the, the mental clarity is making it harder um, to deal with with what's been done to PETA. Right. So she's having nightmares and stuff like that. The only thing that she has left is that she's got this promise that I'm going to kill keep, uh, President Snow. That yeah. that is going to keep me moving forward. That's the only motivation I have right, right now is that at least I'll get to do this. And so Boggs came with her to District 2, mm-hmm. which I really like him, by the way. Boggs. I really like him. And and so he came with her to District 2. And um, and he told her that even with all of the plotting that they did to rescue PETA, it was a little bit too easy. Right. They probably would have delivered him had we not come <laughs> hold pick on, him up. Hold on. Wrapped in a ribbon and tagged with my name, programmed to murder me. Yes. I'm just like, okay, that's got to be quite something to take for, I mean, I just, I can't fathom what that, I mean, really, she's dealing with the fact that that President Snow has stolen PETA from her. Right. Even though he is physically back, he is not himself. He is not the PETA that that she knows. Mm-hmm. And having him not there mentally is making it. Um, you don't know what you got till it's gone, you know. And so she's really struggling with the, you know, dealing with the appreci- not appreciating PETA when she had him. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So Plutarch is trying to give her cheerful updates, but she knows it's all, you know, it, 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 it's not real. Yeah. You know, sometimes Haymitch will come behind and say, eh, not so much. He, yeah. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. 
And of course, so. uh, Gail comes along and he offers to come and and basically says, "I could tear." She says, uh, "I could see I was tearing tearing him away from his work with Beatty." I told him to sit tight and stay where he was most needed. And I love this part. I didn't tell him his presence would make it even more difficult for me to mourn PETA. It's, it's like, dude, I don't want to be around you. I don't you, like you. You're Gale. <laughs> but they send in a team you of what tell they... tell me. For real. Anyway. Um, I think that's just us. <laughs> okay. But um, so they're in District 2 and now they're sending in a team of what they're calling the Brains to really try to figure out how they're going to crack the nut, so to speak. They, they really need to get into the nut. What, you and I, are, are we are working on the same set of highlights? Are you adding other highlights? Cause I, or maybe I'm missing something. I think, we, I think we just skipped over that. Oh, okay. Because now I wear the next highlight that I have yeah. is her talking to Gail. Right. Okay. And he says, I saw Peter yesterday. Are they on the phone? I don't remember her ever talking to him on the phone. Anyway. What do you mean on the phone? In the, her little headpiece that, that Hamish oh. wants to permanently attach to her ear. I don't know. Anyway, she has <laughs> this conversation with Gail and he says that he saw Peter through the glass and um, he had a selfish thought and she's like, that you don't have to be jealous of him anymore. She said, no, just the opposite. I thought, I'll never compete with that, no matter how much pain I'm in. I don't stand a chance if he doesn't get better. You'll never be able to let him go. You'll always feel wrong about being with me. Of course, because you're not meant to be with her, and she is not meant to be with you. <laughs> if it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. It's, that's yeah. a, exactly. I mean, come on, Gail, get over it. And even, tr- even Katna says, it's true, I admit it. It's true. Yep. But so is what you said about PETA. Right. That it is. She always felt wrong about kissing PETA because of Gail. And she would always feel wrong about being with Gail because of PETA. It, it is the way that it is. I don't agree that she would always feel wrong about kissing. Okay. I'm talking about currently where we are right All now right. in this book. Yes, she would. Okay. But I, I think she should. I think if given the opportunity, she could get over Gail quickly. This Katniss in chapter 14 believes that she would always feel wrong. I'm not saying Stephanie believes that. I'm saying Katniss believes I know. That. I understand. Okay, fine. And Katniss, I'm just saying, even right now in chapter 14, I'm telling you, you're wrong. You'd get over the stale meat <laughs> or the stale bread, you know, the stale, <laughs> lifeless human being known as Gail. Was that too much? Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Ah, oh, goodness gracious. So, anyway, even after all of that, um, she still finds herself um, wrapped in his arms, anyway, um, in an embrace, and she kisses him. Ugh. Anyway, moving along. Be- no, but hold on. It, okay. it is. It is not just ew, move along because it's not, and it is because she is so. And she describes it desperately lonely. I can't stand it. Right. And 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 in this state of being, it's the only way I could see 
being with Gail. <laughs> I can't record these with you. <laughs> Why not? I'm really trying to be nice here because I don't like him either. I'd prefer him to yeah storm the nut and get shot (laughs) it's not gonna happen why not we can hope we can hope but i've read the next two chapters and i know he's in them so anyway dang it all right anyway so they they do kiss and he pulls back and he says now kiss me (laughs) because it might be his lips that she's touching but it's not him that she's kissing right and so it, it is you're just the rebound guy that's right yep he is she, she's she's very much using him because she's lonely mm-hmm. and he's so desperate for it he lets her yep she's not the only bad one here right right okay What's the next highlight you have? The next one is about the... So basically, they're they're talking about how they're going to get to break the nut, if you will. They're going to suggest... Gail suggests that they start some avalanches, trap everybody inside, cut them all off. You know, that way the hovercrafts can't get out. Uh, you know, you block all the events, suffocate whoever's trapped. And, the you know, the question is, well, how do they get out? It's like, well, they don't, you know? And, of course, the conversation goes back and forth. Well, what about our people in there? We've got spies. It's like, if I was one of those spies, I would be willing to sacrifice myself for this opportunity to... And Katniss knows that he believes that. Yeah. So this is just another one of Gail's death traps and, uh, you know, thinking, you know, hey, uh, President Snow plays by this rule book and I'm willing to do everything. Which means he is... He is no better. That's, that's than, exactly it. Than President Snow. It, it is. Um, he is so diametri- diametrically opposed to the philosophy and the standards that and the morality. But he so morality. easily embraces them no, to get. I'm just saying so opposed to Katniss. He, oh, no, yeah. he, I, I don't think he's opposed to him at all. He's okay. like, listen, you know, no, I thought you were saying the ways of the Capitol, but um, no. Just he just Katniss he has no They're, morality. He is totally eye well, for an know. eye. He is fighting for and, and some would say, well, they're at war. And I just I don't know. I don't think that he I think he has morality. I just think that I think that his his standards are are way different than Katniss, which I think makes them incompatible. I was just OK, further, further, further looking for incompatibilities. Yeah. But anyway, so his his So his, it's starting to sink in around the table that this is a death trap. He means for no one to get out alive. Exactly. That is exactly what he means for to happen. And and Katniss says, you know what? I want everyone in that mountain dead too. And I'm about to say so. But I'm also a girl from District Twelve. Right. Not President Snow. I can't help it. I can't condemn someone to the death he's suggesting. Right. Because this is a girl whose dad was blown to bits in a mine. And that's no different than what they're doing. Right. Than what they're suggest than what he's suggesting doing. And she can't take it. Yeah. And this isn't the, this isn't the capital residents. These are, these are the district people. You know, that that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Are they fighting for the capital? Yeah. But do they know better? You know, this is, but that, but it, it's, it's a different 
scenario. Anyway, so we're obviously in chapter 15 now. And, you know, that's when we actually hear about, you know, what about the spies and stuff right. like that. And Bog says, listen, you you said we have two choices, trap them or flush them out. I say we try to avalanche the mountain, but leave the train tunnel open. So Boggs is the one who comes up with the idea that says, okay, I like this avalanche thing. But let's leave the train tunnel open so that they can escape into the square uh, where we'll be waiting for them. Yep. And so they make um, a call back to uh, what's her name? Coin. Coin. And mm-hmm. Coin gives the approval. Boom, it's done. And it's time to suit up into the Mockingjay outfit for Katniss. It is. Yeah, and for some reason, I know that I've seen the Mockingjay outfit. But now every time I hear the Mockingjay outfit, I think of Catwoman. <laughs> Why? I have, have no idea. It's like the Mockingjay outfit. That's funny. I think I think it's like all of a sudden I'm thinking this. she's going to dress up in this Catwoman thing and... With wings. <laughs> With wings, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, anyway. So, um, Gail's plan exceeds anyone's expectations. Um, Beatty was right about being unable to control the avalanches once they were set in motion. Yep. And um, they it was bury the entrances under rock. Yeah, it's basically the mountain it's is done. a tomb. It's 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 done deal. Uh, and let's see here. Worn down by the factory tour, victory tour. Failing in my attempt to calm the districts, facing memories of Clove and Cato, particularly Cato's gruesome, slow death by moots. Okay, so what is so this? She is just um, she. Well, she's just watched them um, bomb the mountain, yep. and and coming to the realization that um, that possibly no one is coming out alive, and she's sitting in. Um, their what is it called their justice building that's what it was called in her district is that what it's called here i don't know anyway but she's sitting up against the marble um and it it's like seeping the heat from her body and like all she can think about is being in this great entrance hall and through the doors she can she can see the steps that lead to the square and she remembers how sick she was the day that her and Peter were there and being congratulated for winning the games and, and she's worn down by that emotion. She, she's worn down by what they've just done. Um, she's worn down being haunted by, by the memories of being in district two before. And, um, gotcha. She's, she's, She's worn down. But then she hears Hamage in her ear. He says Katniss. Well, first Boggs tells her that they didn't bomb the train tunnel. Okay. To give her some kind of right hope. <laughs> okay. And and she says still here. And she, and basically um, Hamage says, interesting turn of events with PETA this afternoon. Thought you'd like to know. Showed him a, cl- a clip of you singing The Hanging Tree. And anyway, so basically... There was, hold on, I'll mute or pause, and we're back. Okay. All right. They showed him the clip of her singing "The Hanging Tree." Right. And um, it never aired, so the Capitol never got to use it. And um, he, Peta remembered her dad singing it, and so she starts thinking back to, you know. Well, that must have been before her mom forbid it and um, and all of that. But he remembered the fa- her father singing it and it didn't. Um, 
he didn't mention Katniss. It's the first thing that hasn't triggered a mental meltdown. And then she thinks, you know, the memories of her father is everywhere. You know, the fact that, you know, the, the, the mines and, and stuff like that. And then of course with the song and everything. So basically she misses him so badly. It hurts. And bugs, bugs basically comes and covers her with a blanket. And well, no, even him doing that reminds her of her father. Gotcha. And so it's, she does. She's missing him so badly. it, It hurts. So at first, you know, everybody's thinking it, it's been long enough. Somebody should have come through the, the train tunnel by this time. With each minute, it becomes harder to imagine that anybody has survived the assault. Um, after It's well after midnight when Cressida comes to attach a special microphone to my costume. And she, so basically she's like, what's this for? And Hamage voice comes over to explain, I know you're not going to like this, but we need you to make a speech. <laughs> she is not good at speeches. No. She just she just doesn't do well. And so he's like, you know, you're just going to you're going to repeat what um, what I say. Um, she's still very doubtful. And um, you can save a lot of lives. And and here is what I love. She gets in place and it starts out, she's totally repeating what, what Hamish is saying to her. And then two pair of trains, a pair of trains comes screeching into the train station side by side and the doors slide op- open and people tumble out in a cloud of smoke they've brought from the nut. So people have survived. Yep. Now, hours and hours later, people are starting to emerge. But then Katniss goes rogue again imagine that (laughs) because she's so much better when she is just being herself Mm -hmm. and so she's watching this young man um stagger out of the station and he's bloody and he's burnt and and she's looking at him and, and suddenly he's just another burn victim from a mine accident and my feet fly down the steps and i take off running for him stop i yell at the rebels hold your fire so literally, she runs to him. And everybody's watching this on television. And think, everyone's right? watching this on yes. television. And she runs to him and Hamish tells her to freeze. But, um, and so she stands there and she's in front of this man who has nothing to lose. His gun is aimed at her. And they have this conversation about why shouldn't I shoot you? And her only answer is, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't have one. I can't tell you why not to shoot me. And um, and she gives this, we blew up your mine. You burned down, you burned my district to the ground. We've got every reason to kill each other. So do it. Make the capital happy. I'm done killing their slaves for them. He says, I'm not their slave. I am. That's why I killed Cato and he killed Thresh and he killed Clove and she tried to kill me. It just goes around and around and who wins? Not us, not the districts, always the capital. But I'm tired of being a piece in their games. And then Hamish tells her, who's the enemy? And so she goes into this to this great speech of, you know, that th- these people are not your enemy. The rebels are not your enemy. We all have one enemy and it's the capital. And she's giving this fantastic speech and she reaches her arm out to the man and she's thinking that she's going to see some wave of, of reconciliation going through the crowd on the screen. And instead she looks up to the screen and, 
And I watch myself get shot on television. Yep. <laughs> this girl cannot win for anything. She really can't. Poor Katniss. So she was strangled just a couple chapters ago. ago. And now, just two weeks later, she is being shot on television. On television. She, she gets to watch it. How wrong is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a great... Um, I think I thought it was great. And and you know what? I think that even still it will probably have the effect that she wants. Yep. You know? I I think that 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 her speech and of course the, the, you know what I love about this is this is Katniss's speech. This wasn't the one that they right. wanted to feed her. And and I love it. It, it it's why she is Who the she Mockingjay. Is. That's right. Anyway, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. If you haven't done so already, tell somebody else about the podcast. I know that you know other people out there that love the stories as much as we all do. And, of course, some of them may not be aware that you can actually get a podcast and subscribe to it for free and re-enjoy these books all over again. We'll be back again with coverage from chapters 16 and beyond very soon. And beyond. And beyond. Yep. And, uh, of course, we'll be along this journey with you guys. And as we wait out the movies, you know, we, we did this with the uh, Twilight Saga. We've I covered know. all of the Twilight Saga books, all four of them. Actually, five, because we did the short life of, the short Bree second Tanner. life of Bree Tanner. <laughs> So we read all of those, covered all of that stuff, and we've covered all the movies up to this point, and we're just waiting for one more movie. Just one more. And then we can wrap a bow on that one and say, it's done. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Anyway, looking forward to more Mockingjay, and uh, we'll be back soon, right? We will. Absolutely. Yeah. And until then. Until then, we encourage you to... What? What do we... No, no. May the odds... Yeah, you... <laughs> you don't know how to do this. I forgot. It's been You're too long. You're fired. All right. I'm out of here. It's only been two weeks. May the odds, odds be. be forever in your favor. Very good.